Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Desiree Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. And I'm pretty excited about what God has laid on my heart, and um, I believe that it's going to shift some stuff, and it's going to you're going to walk out of this place with a new pep in your step. Is that okay? <laughs> Good. Um, I'm going to start with a, a couple of great key scriptures and a couple of quotes, and then I'm just going to hit it. Are we okay with that? Yeah? Good. Hold on to your hats. Um, one of the hardest things to realize in life that actually your someday is right now. So rather than looking into the future for your someday, take some territory right now. Hold some ground right now. And in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1, in the message version, it says this. Please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given us. You know, when was the last time that you sat before God, you opened your heart, you opened your mind, and you just let yourself dream? Let yourself imagine. Let yourself think without restraint, what could be if I let it? What could erupt in my life if I allowed it? Sitting with God, getting rid of all expectation, all of your preconceived ideas about how it's meant to look, and asking him, God, what do you got in store for me? What could you shift or lift or add or move or subtract or whatever from your life in the presence of God? How could you live your uniquely designed best life right now? God-inspired, God-breathed. Today I want to give you permission to be creative. And the title of my message is Permission to Create. There is something bubbling within all of us, some innovation, something new, something creative. And you know what, the, the how your life currently looks, the current look, feel, temperature, whatever of your life, you have either intentionally created or you have allowed. Write your story. Write your story in the hands of God. There's a um, picture that I want to put up on the screen, the first picture for today, and it's a map. And um, I read a story a long time ago about Alexander the Great. And um, it was a long, long time ago, 330 BC. And um, he had conquered the Persian Empire and he'd become ruler of the known world. So he'd done everything he set out to do. It was probably time for a holiday. Anyone else? Anyone else with me? <laughs> um, but with the greatest army ever assembled he decided to continue pushing forward. So far, his army had been unstoppable, and his ambition was to rule the entire world. But they reached the Himalayan mountains, and his crew, or his army, the leaders of the army, came to him, and they said, hey, we've marched off the map. We probably should turn around now. We probably need to go back to what we know. They'd literally gone beyond the boundaries of the current maps that they had. But do you know what his answer was? Mediocre armies always stay within the known areas. The great armies always march off the map. In your own world, in your own life, in your everyday world, could there be some marching off the map for you? Could there be something new that God wants you to propel yourself into? Could you create something new? Could you create something in answer to the challenge you're currently facing, the chaos you might be experiencing? the different or the unknown, instead of pulling back to what you know, could you push forward? Could you go in? A couple of scriptures to ponder here. 
2 Corinthians 6, verses 11 to 13, again in the message. I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. And then Romans 12, a passage of scripture that's quite well known, but I'm going to read it to us from the message translation. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants for you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down, to its level of maturity or immaturity, God brings the best out in you, develops well-formed maturity in you. This morning you have permission to create. Create that wide, open, expansive life without boundary, without restriction, without limit. What could be if you let it? I really felt that this is a prophetic response this morning to the last couple of years We've found ourselves in the midst of chaos and change and new. A whole lot of new rules (laughs) that we need to follow on a daily basis. Could you innovate in this moment? Could something bust out of you that's creative and new? Do you have some solutions within you that you are yet to walk into? Could you partner with God? Could there be just a new attitude or a new perspective, a new relationship, a new career, a new song, a new answer. What is it? Let the creativity bubble. March off the map. Don't become so well adjusted to your world that you just fit in. March off the map. Explore, push, expand your territory. I'm going to answer a couple of questions that I can see you all pondering right now. Okay, Desiree, why? and how (laughs) so I'm going to answer those questions for you this morning because you know I like to answer things like that I like to put a big challenge out there and then I like to say how could I do that God what's one thing that I could move to get myself a little bit closer to that picture that you have for me the first why and it's pretty big it's pretty big could it be that it's warfare could it be that there is a fight going on for your life And your ability to lift above the chaos, to lift above the default settings, to lift above what you know and see is a fight. It's a battle. It's an answer. In Zechariah, the Old Testament, chapter 1, verse 18 to 19, I'm going to read you this scripture. Then I looked up. So this is a, um, a, a vision that Zechariah had. I looked up and there before me were four horns. I asked the angel who was speaking to me, what are these? And he answered me, these are the horns that scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. And then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. And I asked, what are these coming to do? And he answered, these are the horns that have scattered Judah so that no one could raise their head. But the craftsmen have come to terrify them and throw down these horns of the nations who lifted up their horns against the land of Judah to scatter its people. 
I'm going to explain this passage of scripture because, you know, that sounds a little bit like Revelation, right? <laughs> Woof. There was actually like some, I, I read some commentary around this passage of scripture and it took me to Revelation and I was like, I am not qualified to preach that. Back we go. <laughs> there is no way I'm going there. But um, this is the beginning of Zechariah's ministry and he's a prophet to God's people. And um, in this chapter, we've got a fairly common story of the Old Testament, right? The children of God have rebelled. Seems to be what they did a lot. <laughs> Loving you, God, walking with you. Now I'm going to go my own way. Loving with God, walking. Now I'm going to go my own way. And this is, we're right in the middle of one of these seasons where they were, they've rebelled and they're turned away from God. And so they are under attack from the enemy. War was all around them. And a prophet comes to them in the midst of this. And he calls them to repentance. He reminds them there is hope. And Zechariah has this vision. Four horns that were causing um, all of the destruction and the disunity and the division and scattering the people of God. And then four craftsmen were sent in response. Employed by God, sent to cut off the attack and gather the people of God together again. So where there had been war and a scattering, the answer was creativity. Solution to end the war, to gather God's people back. And in one of the commentaries that I was reading about this passage referenced Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift a standard against him. We don't wage war like the world does. <laughs> we don't do it the normal way. <laughs> What's God's answer to crazy? Let's get creative. Let's build something. Let's build something new. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 to 4. Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You know, one of the, th one of the ways or one of the reasons that I think that this is so important and to realize the um, implications of your creativity is that, man, we get to show God off because it's not how the world would do it. <laughs> And when they turn around and go, how did you do that? It's like, all glory to God. All glory to God. I just tapped into my heavenly creativity. And I was running through in my mind some of the Bible greats. And whenever they were faced with an enemy or faced with war, they often did something creative in the power of God. Think about Noah. In the midst of the whole nation, all of the people turning against God and delighting in evil, he created a boat. And he was ridiculed for it. But he created something in the midst of the crazy. What about Saul and David? So whenever Saul was tormented and anxious, David would play the harp. And the peace of God would come. Creative. When David was under attack from Saul and being chased, he hid in a cave in the midst of his enemies, literally in the middle of Gath, Gath, however you say that word. It's where Goliath comes from. He literally hid in caves in that land and he built an army <laughs> in the middle of that. Mighty men, creative. Nehemiah, the solution to the war against God's people and the destruction of Jerusalem, let's build that wall. <laughs> Didn't call a prayer meeting. <laughs> Not that there's anything against prayer, I'm all about it. But he built a wall. He was like, I can do something about that. I'm going to create something in this space. And there was intimidation sent. There were people who were saying, get down from the wall. And he's like, I'm going to build this wall. I'm going to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. How about Joseph? 
in all of the places of restriction and limitation and pain, he did not allow his creativity to be robbed. In that place, in the prison, he could still interpret dreams. When he became second in command, nobody else foresaw the famine coming and he built barns to store food. He did something. There was a creativity that just erupted out of him. How about the woman of Zarephath with Elijah, middle of drought, middle of enemy territory, and the answer to restriction and lack? Bake a cake. Creativity. Take that final bit of flour and oil that you've got and make a, make a cake. Against the scattering, against the war, against the division, create. Those who were gifted to create something were the ones who were sent to disarm the enemy. You know what? When it feels like the world is closing in around you, get creative. Push it back. We need to come in the opposite spirit. You know, whenever you're feeling lack or restriction, give. Act in the opposite spirit. And being creative is giving. Getting out of yourself. Seeing a solution that's bigger than you. Could we let disruption and war and change propel us rather than paralyze us? Rather than retreating, being restricted, could we say, I'm going to make something of this circumstance? There are territories to take. There are lives to save. Um, The global climate of 2020 and 2021, with all of its awfulness, pandemic, racism, war, disruption, change, fear, loss, it's broken some unity. In some way, if you personalised it, could you say, I've felt a bit hemmed in in the last two years. Suddenly I can't leave my house. (laughs) I've felt a bit restricted in the natural, and it's impacted in the spirit sometimes. How can I break free? How can I bust this open again? You know, um, I felt this way in 2020 and 2021. And I've asked God, how can I bust out? How can I break out? You know, I'm an accountant, um, and I used to think that I'm not very creative because creative accounting is bad. Okay, <laughs> okay. we have to do proper accounting. But um, I am actually a creative person. And I have decided that I have solutions and access to information that other people don't have. I've got solutions to those problems. I can look at it from another angle. In his presence conference, women's conference, creativity, a step of faith. Can we make something out of nothing? Even in the midst of only allowed this many people, can we still bust out? Can we still do something? Christmas spectacular. It's a solution. It is a creative solution to restriction. And we are believing it is going to bring lift and shift and bust people open. You are free to create. You are free to dream. You have permission. You're designed to be unique, designed to be authentic. You know, being creative in God requires wisdom and integrity and excellence. And it also requires that we do something with intentionality. We're not just going to stumble accidentally upon being super creative. (laughs) We need to decide, I'm going to come up with a solution. I'm going to look at this from a different way. I'm going to let something bust out of me. You know, with King David, often his answer was not logical. It was creative. It was artistic. 
It wasn't always well received by other people either. But it was different. It was new. It brought something forth. He ushered the presence of God back with dancing in his undies. And other people had not done that up until that point. You know, there's a book called um, Dreaming in God by Bill Johnson. I highly recommend it. If you are feeling stuck in any way, shape, or form, Dreaming in God. God has things reserved for those of us who will ask him. Could you go on the hunt? Treasure hunt with God? What have you got, God? I feel restricted in this area. How can I bust forth? I was having a pastoral catch-up recently, and you know it was exactly this. There are restrictions and limitations, and I can't change those. So in the midst of that, how can we be creative? How can we look at this from a different angle? How can we bring space into a restricted area? What could be if we let it? And you know, this catch-up was extremely practical. Extremely practical. It's not just taking another look at it. It's not just, oh, I better have a better attitude in the midst of my restrictions. The restrictions were, we- were really real. Yeah. Lack of time, lack of money. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing a lot about those in a minute. So what are we going to do? Take a step back, invite God into that restriction. Come up with a solution. Don't give in. Don't give in to restriction. Don't let the enemy kick you while you're down. Find a way out. Look for a creative solution. The answer will surprise you. Maybe it's a melody to a song. Maybe it's a parenting solution or a conversation. Maybe it's an answer to an accounting problem. Tell yourself, I am a creative person. I can see my way out of this. I can create my way out of this. I have access to grace, the touch of a father. I have a solution. You know, let's not bend. Let's not default to that intensity, like shriveling up. Let's actually bust forth, be creative. Tap into the divine. It's warfare. You disarm the enemy. You disarm the enemy when you come at it with a creative solution. Say, I will not be limited. I will not be restricted. So let me give you some hows, okay? So we've done the why, it's warfare. You need to do it. Your life depends on it. Other people's lives depend on it. But how? And the first answer is it's actually in your DNA. You were born that way. In Genesis 1, right at the beginning, verses 1 to 2, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. In the beginning, God created. And then if we read down verse 27, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. In the beginning, God created, and created God made you. And you are made in his image. You have access to the same power, the same experience, the same grace. Genesis actually means the origin or mode of formation of something. The beginning of it all. The formation of something. And creativity means the use of your imagination or original ideas to create create something out of nothing. Inventiveness. Genesis, creation, the beginning, the origin, newness, it's part of who we are. It's in our DNA. You've got creative solutions that you haven't even unwrapped yet. You can no longer say, oh, I'm not a really creative person. It's in your DNA. It's part of who you are. Creator God created you in his image. 
By nature, you are creative. You know, in the Bible, the first person that we read about filled with the Holy Spirit was in Exodus 31 in the Old Testament. And God says to him, God says to Moses, I have filled him with the Spirit of God and the manner of workmanship or craftsmanship. Let me read it to you. Exodus 31, verses 1 to 11. And the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen this guy, B, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And when I was reading that, those first two verses, I was just like, wow, what a legacy that guy gets to walk in. But like he is the grandson of Hur, which is probably the Hur that holds Moses' hands up when they got tired. And he had this legacy of being part of the tribe of Judah, which means praise, busting forth. And it says here, I've filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, an expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, and he is a skilled craftsman. And I've personally appointed this guy to be his assistant. Moreover, I've given special skill to the gifted craftsmen so they can make all the things I've commanded you to make for the tabernacle. The Ark of the Covenant, the Ark's cover, the furnishings, the table, the lampstand, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offerings, the wash basin, the garments. The craftsmen must make everything as I have commanded you. When God calls you into something, he will make you fit for it. He will give you the qualifications. He will give you what you need. He will pour out his spirit, and he'll grow you in your wisdom and your skill and your expertise. The first guy filled with the Holy Spirit in the Bible was skilled in things with gemstones and wood and building and making and crafting something, creativity. He was empowered by the Spirit of God to use them in a way that would glorify God. You know, that some commentary around this passage of Scripture because... You know, when I was reading it, I really wanted to understand this. And some commentary was like, said, you know, Moses was probably the fittest person in all of the nation to lead the people, but he wasn't skilled in this area. And so God was like, hey, I've put my spirit here. This person is skilled in this, and I need this. I need this creativity to create something new, to build something in this moment. And that reminds me of 1 Corinthians 12. We are all gifted in some way, shape, or form, the same Spirit pours out different gifts, and we need each other. I'm going to read a scripture now. Be okay with it, okay? (laughs) Matthew 5, verse 48 in the message. In a word, what I'm saying is, grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way that God lives towards you. Live out your identity. Own who you are. Show off God's glory. Let his spirit fill you to overflowing. Bust forth in all the areas that God gives you influence. And in case you think, oh, gee, that sounds like hard work, Desiree. (laughs) Here's an important fact. Acts 2, verses 17 to 18. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all my people. 
Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. The Holy Spirit has been poured out over your life. You have full access. Dream. Get a new vision. Prophesy. Declare the truth. Get it from God. Give him glory. Apprehend moments in your sphere of influence and create something new. Push back against any restriction and operate as God intended you to, your God-given identity. I've got a couple of practical pointers for you. Is that okay? Things that we can weave into our lives on a daily basis. Because I like a message that you can really get your teeth into. Okay, and you've got some takeaway points. Um, a couple of people in my world that I've been listening to recently are some um, webinars and things like that that I've been to. The first was Dr. Sam Chand at the Axe Gathering. There were a few of us who came here for the day and we, um, he zoomed in from somewhere around the world. And um, he identified that the current state of the world is pretty much messed with us. <laughs> everybody's feeling it around the world and um, he gave us some practical pointers about how you could get moving again perhaps you feel like your creativity has been rocked or you've been too restricted or your ability to dream and see beyond the clutter has been really like confused and grayed out and he talked about how to get moving in seven areas can we put those seven areas up on oh yeah great um, simple steps forward in these seven areas and you'd have an action plan of how you could do something new or how you could just bust forth a little bit more. You don't have to come up with seven right now, okay? <laughs> but what about if you came up with one thing you could do? One thing in the next week that would just bust open your restriction a little bit more, would be creative, a new way of thinking. Challenge yourself. Like when I run through them, I'm going to run through them right now. When the Holy Spirit gets your attention, that's your one thing. Work on that one thing. Seven areas that you could just be more creative in in your own life. How about physically? Is there anything that you need to do to take care of yourself physically just a little bit more? Is it sleep? Is it exercise? Is it eating? <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> relationally. Is there a relationship in your life right now that needs more focus? Is there some care or concern that you could give? You are a relational being and we are not meant to do life on an island. Yeah. Are there people that you need to reconnect with? Is there forgiveness you need to extend? How about emotionally? Emotional maturity comes from two things, self-awareness and self-management. Heaps of our decisions in life are made on how we feel. Can your feelings be trusted right now? Is there anything that you need to do? to sharpen in this area, one thing. How about spiritually? How's your devotional life? How's your moments with God? What has he said lately? A great vertical relationship makes it easier horizontally. <laughs> so come on, how can we connect just a little bit more with our creator? Income, this was just one of the ones that Sam Chan talked about. Are you taking care of this area of your life? Advance, <laughs> steward. Could you think ahead? Are you planning? Is there anything that you need to do in that area of your life? Or how about saying no? Or saying yes? What's not adding to your life right now? What do you need to subtract? Boundaries hold you together. They don't hold other people away from you. So what, what sort of boundaries may you need to reintroduce? 
I love learning. I love adding things into my life. I love hearing new thoughts. And I was at a webinar for eight hours recently. Whew. Who knows? That's a long time on the computer. <laughs> and um, the first speaker was my favorite. So who knows? Those next seven hours were quite long. <laughs> like nobody measured up to her. Um, it was called Woman in Business. I'm a chartered accountant and we have to do a certain number of hours every year of PD. And um, so this was one of my days and I was locked in the room for this full eight hours. And um, anyway, this lady's name was Lisa O'Neill and um, she's an author. She's a speaker. She wears bold colors and she matches her earrings to her dresses. And she has really colorful language to match that. Um, anyway, <laughs> she has written some books and one one of them is called Juggling in High Heels. Who knew that I'd love her straight away? And um, it was love at first sight for me, but she said something that caught my attention. She was talking about how it's much harder in today's climate to run these events and host these things, and she's a speaker and a life coach, and, and she said, gosh, they're more work than they used to be. But then she said this quote, but work doesn't scare me, being limited does. I have to keep wanting, keep creating, keep stretching. Action is the way forward. Keep creating. You can have it all. Probably not all at the same time, but you can have it all. So choose, focus, be intentional, get creative, push out. Where can you act? Stretched but not strained. Stretch out, push out again. Push back the boundaries, keep creating. Psalm 104, verses 24 in the Passion says, O oh Lord, what an amazing variety of all you have created. Wild and wonderful is this world you have made, while wisdom was there at your side. This world is so full of creatures, yet each belongs to you. You've got permission to be wild and wonderful. Created by God, you are creative. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 it says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Take a minute. God, what could be if I let it? Let my imagination run wild in you, God. What have you prepared for me? I know you love me. I know you're for me. What haven't I even been able to conceive or think about? Because it's so going to blow my mind. It's in your DNA to create. A couple of practical pointers. And then lastly, God will cover you. If you stretch out, if you push out, if you start creating, he's got your back. He will make it great. In 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 to 12, in the message it says, we pray for you all the time. We pray that our God will make you fit for what he's called you to be. We pray that he'll fill your good ideas, creative, and acts of faith with his own energy so that it all amounts to something. If your life honors the name of Jesus, he will honor you. Grace is behind and through all of this. Our God giving himself freely. The master, Jesus Christ, giving himself freely. When I read something like that, what I hear is, hey, I'm going to fill your good ideas with my power. I've created you in my image. Dream, imagine, push back. What could be if you let it? And I'm going to add my power. You're graced. March off the map. Get some good ideas. <laughs> Find some new territory. You know, um, when I think about marching off the map and new territory, of course I can't go past the children of Israel pressing into the promised land. And you know that I love the story. And in Joshua 3, it's about 
the Israelites about to cross the Jordan into the promised land to take some territory. And this is what Joshua told the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, which is the presence of God, and the priests who are carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Does anyone hear the Spirit whispering today, move out? Get moving, my presence is over there. (laughs) Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. Keep a distance of about this and this between the ark and don't go near it. And Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Since you haven't been this way before, since you're committed to marching off the map, consecrate. Get in his presence first. Come back. Come home. Where has your quality time personal relationship, intimacy with God the Father? Where has it been wobbled, distracted, clouded, confused? Consecrate. Come home. Come back. There's no losing of your salvation, but sometimes we dull our edges, eh? Dull our edges. We're not hearing as clearly. We're not spending the time with God. Come back. Consecrate. Fresh act of dedicating yourself to God again renouncing all the ways that you have wandered. Come back, consecrate. Because then you know when you push out in creativity, you're going in his grace. You're going in his name. You're going in his power. You're not just going in Desiree's great ideas for creative accounting. You're going in his power and his presence and his word and his truth. Before you can boldly go into all that God has for you, consecrate. Come home. Commit to marching off the map. Consecrate. I wonder if the team can come and join me. We'll just play a worship song because I want us to have a moment with God in his presence. March off the map. Don't conform. Don't shrink. Don't pull back when you should push forward. Trust God, even if you haven't been this way before. And I pray that you haven't. I pray that there is some new stuff for you to step into. November 2021, Genesis moment. Create, make something new, hear from him, push out. At every transition in my own life, it has taken a greater level of surrender and of coming home to my father. Before I run into all the things that he has for me, I first get back into his presence. Fresh act of surrender, fresh coming home. Allow him to recalibrate you, reset you, renew you this morning. Let him whisper to you, I created you in my image. Creator God, everything you see created you. Could we let that disruption and that change and the warfare we sense around us propel us forward? instead of paralyzing us. Don't allow the cares of the world to drown out your creativity. Get back. Come home. Consecrate. You haven't been this way before. Created ones. Access to God-given creativity. Could it bring breakthrough and insight? 
could you apprehend some moments of breakthrough for other people in your world when you push creatively? You have permission to create this morning. Trust God. You can trust him. Allow him to minister wherever you have felt restricted or limited. There is a creative solution for you. And it is good. Just because it is new does not mean it is bad. It is good. It is exciting. You can trust him. There are answers that you haven't even unpacked yet. It's like a big gift box from God. And he's just dropping solutions I'm just going to pray. Can we take a minute? Let's allow the Holy Spirit just what he wants to do. This moment in time. Holy God, I'm so thankful. This morning as we sit, we dwell in your presence. I pray that you would unleash creativity like never before. We're hungry, God. We're ready, God. We no longer want to live a life that's restricted or limited. But rather, God, we want to see your solutions, your ways. I pray, God, that as we think in your presence, that we would have good ideas that can be backed by heaven. That you would lead us. As we head into uncharted territory, as we march off the map as we unwrap all the goodness that you have for us. We don't want to go alone, God. If your presence doesn't go, we don't want to go. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.